Hey guys, welcome back to Screenshots Ruin Lives. I'm sorry for taking such a hiatus, but now I've got more time to keep up with this and I promise I'll be better with dropping the weekly episodes. This episode is about relationships and <laughs> me pretty much just ranting about certain things, a lot of things I see on social media, things I see uh, in my own life, things I see in friends' lives. And I apologize for the quality of the recordings. Some of them were done in my car, some of them were done, yeah, while driving, and then others just all over the place. I just tried to put this together as certain things came to me organically, because I find that that's the easiest way to do it by myself. Something that, like, really has been driving me crazy lately is I've seen a lot of people online, whether it's people I know or just people that I randomly follow that I don't know in real life, posting a lot about basically judging other people's relationships. And to me, it's laughable because granted, I've been there, I've done that. Um, and I recognize now when people are judging other people for things like that, it comes from a place of unhappiness within themselves. And it's more about that person than it is about the people they're talking about. But what makes you think that you know anything about someone's relationship what makes you think if you are not one of those two people in that relationship that you have a right to have an opinion or to say anything because honestly you don't know if you're not one of those two people living in that relationship day in and day out you really don't know the full story people can post all day long and share things about their relationship or share this and that and still live an entirely different life that you know nothing about. People on social media are only gonna share what they want you to see. Point, point blank period, like that's it. They're gonna share what they want you to know, what they want you to see. Sometimes people are gonna share things in the heat of the moment. I'm very guilty of that. When I am hurt, I lash out and I'm not always the most mature about it. I can be very petty and you know, if, that's just that's how I am when I'm hurt and it's something I'm still working on and dealing with all the time and I try not to overshare certain things on social media because it does come back to bite you in the ass sometimes while I do try to be an open book I also understand that some things are nobody's fucking business but anyways social media first of all has too many of you has made too many of you comfortable was saying some out-of-pocket shit and not being punched in the mouth for it. I'm sorry, but a lot of y'all hide behind your keyboards and want to run this and that and talk a big game, and then in person, you're going to bring me a whole different energy. In person, you don't have shit to say. So how is it that you have all these opinions about someone's relationship online and on this public platform, but if you're really friends with that person, why can't you say that stuff to their face? Why don't you take it off the internet and tell your friend how you feel about their relationship? I just don't get it. To me, I, I'm never going to know what's going on behind closed doors in someone's relationship. And again, just because they're posting something on social media, I'm smart enough to understand that that may not be the truth because they're sharing it for a reason or X, Y, Z, whatever. But again, I'm not losing sleep at night over what's going on in other people's relationships. And I don't think you need to either. And you have to understand that social media is also a highlight reel. People are only usually posting the, the highest highs of their life, the edited pictures, the things they like, the good moments. 
there's not a lot of people out there sharing the lows as well. So if you do see someone sharing a low and maybe opening up and being vulnerable about something and then doing something a few weeks later that's kind of like, oh, wow, I didn't, didn't see that coming. Well, maybe that was a part of their healing process. Maybe that's just something they needed to do. And again, I think the, the biggest thing here is focus on yourself and focus on your own relationship if you even have one. And, you know, that way you're not so worried about what other people are doing. Another thing that I see on social media, which kind of drives me crazy. Uh, well, this everything's about what drives me crazy, is it not? Um, when I see these quotes going around, that's like, uh, you know, if, if this, if the, the right person will know how to love you, they just will know how to love you and they'll do all the right things, da, 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 da. And it's like, I am such a romantic, a hopeless romantic. And so I'm guilty of sharing like these poems and these quotes and all that. But you really think someone's going to come out of nowhere and just know how to love you? Like, do you really think that person exists? Like, that's not even, it's not possible. Even your soulmate isn't going to come in off the street and just know exactly how to love you and how to read you. You might have a connection with that person that you can't explain, but you still have to teach them how to love you. And they still have to teach you how to love them. Everybody responds to love differently. This is why love languages are vital. Like this is why they are a thing. People don't just talk about them to talk about them. It's not old homeboy who wrote the book just trying to like push his business. Love languages are a real thing. There are studies like they help. You need to not even help. That's the wrong word. And bear with me by the way on the sound of this because this is an episode I've kind of recorded in pieces, so some of it's in my car, some of it's at home, so I'm sure the audio is whack, and I'm really sorry, but that's just how it's going to go. But anyways, so love languages. I mean, you can't just expect someone to respond to love in the same way that you do. I inherently am going to try to love someone else in the ways that I like to be loved. That's just, it's, it's ingrained in all of us. We can't really avoid it. It's just, like I said, an inherent thing. Like, you're going to do it because you're like, well, I like this. So this is how I feel loved. So naturally, I think this would make anyone feel loved. But that's definitely, definitely not true. I don't think I realized how important love languages were or the validity of them until I was with a narcissist. Um, And I was with him for three and a half years. My love language for the longest time, my top love language was words of affirmation. So again, like I said, I am a sucker for words, poetic, lovey-dovey. I mean, I'm a romantic at heart for sure. I'm also a little bit of a cynic because of the people I've been with and because of the way that I've uh, handled certain things. I'm not going to put it on anyone else, but I didn't realize how important love languages were until then. I never felt connected to him emotionally ever really unless we were like having sex or being intimate that was the time I felt like I was being loved because to him which is funny because physical touch was pretty low on my list out of the five but I I knew that that was the only way he knew how to show love so it was like this twisted thing where I was like okay 
if we're not being physical, I'm not feeling any emotion from him, which I wasn't. But he never, ever, never, ever used any words of affirmation. But what he did do was verbally and emotionally abuse me. So because words mean so much to me when they're good, they are twice as hurtful when they're bad. Because I will not forget the words that someone says to me. You can do a lot of things, but I will never forget what you say. Once you say these things, they can't come back. It's like the old analogy that teachers used to give students. They would give them like the tube of toothpaste, right? And they would be like, all right, now squeeze all the toothpaste out or something. I'm going to say it wrong, but they squeeze all the toothpaste out, toothpaste out, right? And the teacher's like, oh, well, you've got, you know, that it's too much. And she's like, so what do you do when you have too much? And the kids were like, well, put it back. And she's like, well, well, you can't. She's like, try to put the toothpaste back in the tube, which you obviously can't do. And it's like, that's the thing about words, especially mean ones. Once you say it and it's out there, it's out there and it's going to cut deep. So like I said, for me, words of affirmation was so important. And I, I stressed it to him all the time. And again, him being a narcissist took what I said and was like, oh, words hurt her. Like words mean so much to her. So instead of listening to her and not being a piece of shit and saying nice things and saying that I love her and appreciate her, I'm actually just going to flip that and use really, really terrible things, say terrible things to her and make her feel like shit because I know she won't forget it, which I don't say any of this to get sympathy or anything. Um, Dating a narcissist is something I'm very, very well versed in. And uh, it's not just, you know, it's not just an ex that I've never had to have contact with again. It's my son's father and we we do get along to an to a we do get along now but I'm just saying romantically it was never going to happen for us and I'm grateful that I learned that lesson but yeah three and a half years with that so love languages these are these are such a thing um and I got to the point in that relationship too where I didn't really care how he wanted to be loved anymore because I would ask him all the time and I would communicate with him and he didn't care either so what was the point uh it was definition of trying to stay with somebody because you have a child with them, which is a whole nother issue we can open up. But uh, let me just say this. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Your kid will be better if you are happier and you are in a better headspace. That's all I'm going to say. You get one life. Anyways, back to love languages. So you have to really take the time to figure out how someone else wants to be loved. Because what fills up your love cup, per se, is not going to be the same thing that fills up theirs. I, my top two love languages now are quality time and words of affirmation. Because words of affirmation was basically used against me for so long, when I went back and retook the test, which you should take it, every new relationship or really, you know, like maybe once a year, just see where you're at. It's, it's really easy. I mean, it's a lot of questions, but it's multiple choice. It's super easy and it's fascinating. And I know a lot of you are probably rolling your eyes. Like, I'm not taking this stupid online quiz. Well, that's fine. But here's the thing, honey, relationship work is never done. It's never done. So if you're not willing to continue to self-reflect and learn about yourself and learn about your partner and what makes them tick, maybe you should be single for the rest of your life. If you're not willing to take responsibility for where your weaknesses lie and for where you could do improve more, you need to stay single. 
Because like I said, relationships are constant work. I have been in enough failed relationships, trust me, to know what not to do and what to, what to do. I always look back what no matter what happened and I think, okay, this was obviously that person's fault. Like they made these choices, they made those mistakes. But what did I do also? Like knowing that I'm not a perfect person, what what could I have done more of? Oh, oh, he said, you know, his love language was acts of service, like, you know, like doing the dishes or like walking the dogs or just like cleaning up a little bit here and there. You know, whether or not, it doesn't matter if you're like, that's a stupid love language. That doesn't, I'm not cleaning up after him. That's how that person feels loved. It has nothing to do with like, wanting someone to clean up after them or this that's just how they're programmed that's how they want to be loved and you need to learn about that and like someone is going to come in and learn about you so the right partner is not going to come in off the street knowing how to love you they're not that's the lesson in this the right partner is going to meet you they're going to feel that connection they're going to want to deepen that connection and they are going to be like wow I want to learn what makes this person tick I want to lift them up and find ways to make them happy and feel loved and feel whole. I mean, you're whole on your own, but you know what I mean? Like the right person is going to come in and want to know all the things about you and you should want to know all the things about them. Because if you don't feel that way in the very beginning, you're not going to feel that way in six months, honey. So do not force it. Another important thing I want to touch on is sometimes we have to admit that we are the toxic person in the relationship. We have to sit back and look and recognize our toxic traits and understand that we're all a little bit toxic, right? I mean, nobody out here is perfect, which goes back to what I was saying about judging other people's relationships. But we, you, you just, you have to be able to look in the mirror and think, oh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't give them the silent treatment because you know what the silent treatment is? It's a toxic behavior. Avoiding your truth and avoiding confrontation with your partner, that is toxic. We are not children. So take responsibility for the toxic traits you bring to the relationship because if you don't do that, the other person damn sure won't do it either. You have to own up to your faults and be able to self-reflect and work on them and improve yourself in order to bring a better version of you to the relationship. Now, granted, it's very, very easy to point fingers at somebody else. And if somebody is doing something to you, like verbally, emotionally, physically abusing you, that person is toxic as fuck. And we can probably put a lot of blame on them for sure, because nobody deserves to be abused in any way. So don't think that I'm trying to say like, oh, well, maybe... You did something to deserve that. No, 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 absolutely not. There are some behaviors that are absolutely unforgivable and inexcusable. But what I'm talking about is I see a lot of people posting things like um, men do this, men do that, da, da, da. And I always joke, you know, hashtag men are trash. But women can be trash too. Anybody can be trash. We are all a little bit toxic. So recognize that self-reflect understand that if relationship after relationship after relationship of yours are failing I hate to say it but you might need to self-reflect and figure out what you're doing wrong as well but seriously sometimes it's us 
Sometimes we're the one putting the wall up. We're the one being shady. Like just be able to recognize when it is your fault maybe or when you are bearing some responsibility for what's going wrong or for the conflicts in your relationships or really anywhere in your life. It doesn't have to be a romantic relationship that I'm talking about. Okay, last thing on relationships, I think, (laughs) for this episode at least. A lot of times we also see this idea or this romanticization. I don't even know if that is a word, (laughs) but you know what I mean. Romanticization? Whatever. Romanticizing? I don't know. We, We happen to see this thing that's kind of like, Oh, relationships are 50-50. Relationships are 100-100. Like, both partners have to give 100. Uh, Spoiler alert, that is also not true. A partnership is a lot of give and take, unfortunately. And that's something that people don't want to admit. Some days, I'm only going to be able to give you 20 because of everything else that's going on in my life. And those days, I'm going to need you to step up and give 80. And vice versa. If I know that you're going through some shit... And you can only give me 40. Okay, honey, I'm going to give you 60. I'm always going to meet you halfway. You know what I mean? That's how it is. It's a push and pull, a give and take. That's my opinion. That's how I feel it goes. Nobody is going to be on 100 all the time. And it's not 50-50. It's not always going to be equal. I just don't believe that relationships thrive like that. And I think to expect that of someone, again, is a little bit emotionally immature. It's also like expecting someone to chase you all the time and to do all the work. Someone's not going to chase you 100% of the time. They're going to get sick of that. You're going to get bored. And it has to be more of like a seesaw, a give and take. That has to be even. The effort has to be, well, it doesn't have to be even. But you know what I mean? Like sometimes, like I said, you're going to be giving more and they're going to be doing more of the taking. That's just how it goes. Long-term relationships, in order for them to succeed... You have to view it as a partnership and more of a scale of they can only give me this much today. So I'm going to, you know, it's okay. I can, I can bear the weight of that for this day or whatever, because I know that when I'm having my down day, they're going to do the same thing to me. Lastly, I want to discuss on a lighter note, the men who hit on you get rejected by you and then get butthurt about it. This is something I see constantly in my DMs, which is hilarious. I will have a guy message me constantly. I won't respond. I won't respond. They'll ask me something. I'll finally be like, hey, I'm not single. And then they're like, oh, well, I I wasn't even trying to do that anyways. Like, I'm not even interested in you. Whoa, you're crazy. I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, you actually could not be more ego-driven butthurt right now, but okay. So then I don't respond, and then guess what? They never message again, which is good for me. I don't want you to message. But this used to happen all the time when bars were open too, and I was going to the bars when I'm younger, and I have many, many girlfriends, if not all of them, that this has happened to as well. That is like so childish and so gross, and the exact reason that these men are single, when... A woman doesn't respond in the way that you want, which we owe you nothing, by the way. If you give us a compliment, we can choose to respond to it however the fuck we want. And if you don't like my response, fuck you. That's not my problem. I'm not here to please you and make you comfortable. I mean, a lot of, I think society teaches us that we should be polite. 
to men when they hit on us. And a lot of us try to be like the nice girl because we don't want to be labeled a bitch. I'm sorry. I'd rather be a bitch and you know how I feel than to spend the rest of my life catering to fragile male egos. Like what a joke. It's very, very unattractive when you hit on someone. They don't respond the way that you want. And then you're like, oh, well, you're not even... I was just joking. Like, you're not even hot anyways. Ha ha. Like, just kidding. What? Go home, Brad, Chad, Thad, Brian. I don't care. Go home. Get out of my DMs. It's not cute. It's a bad, bad look. I want to hear from my ladies who that has happened to. Even men that that's happened to. I want to hear about a time where you had to deal with Somebody coming on to you, you responding in a way that maybe they didn't like, and then them throwing a fit like that, basically, and acting like they were joking. I would love to hear your stories. I would honestly love to hear stories about any times you have dealt with like fragile egos or people being crazy to you or acting some type of way because you didn't respond in the way that they wanted. Thanks for tuning in to another episode, and I hope you remember to mind your damn business when it comes to other people's relationships, to self-reflect, check yourself, take a good, long, hard look in the mirror, and also to never be butthurt when someone doesn't respond the way that you want them to, because people are going to do whatever the fuck they want, and people are going to say whatever the fuck they want. See ya!